Like, where did you get that confidence from? Well, like I said, I grew up with a lot of uh, diet culture around me. And so I grew up really insecure. Uh, in high school, I remember being very, very insecure because all the skinny girls were showing the belly buttons and their belly button rings. And, and you know, just, again, the media that we grew up yeah. with or whatever. And um, I feel like the tables turned for me when... and welcome to the Call Cheryl Hunt podcast and I am your host Cheryl Spears. Each week we'll be sharing stories from people who have had first-hand experiences with MLMs like Beachbody or Body and examine the questionable tactics used by some of the leaders in these companies. Please note that some of the content we cover may be disturbing and we encourage you to check the show notes for disclaimers. Our aim is not to bully or harm anyone, but rather to educate and shed light on the truth. This podcast is not just an anti-MLM podcast. My goal is to help prevent others from falling into the same trap I did being a part of an MLM for eight years. Please keep in mind that the guests on the show are sharing their personal experiences and opinions, and the information provided is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice. If you would like to share your own story, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at callcherylhine at gmail.com. Or feel free to DM me on Instagram at call Cheryl Hine or on my personal Instagram at Cheryl S. Spears. So sit back, relax, and get ready for an eye-opening episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on any of the valuable insights and personal experiences shared by our guest. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Hey fam, this is the Call Cheryl Hunt podcast and I am your host, Cheryl Spears. And today I get to have one of my friends, Karina, on the podcast. And I'm sure you all know her. I call her a spicy, a little spicy Latina that likes to, she doesn't hold back, you know? And and I think that's why, I, what drew me to you is because I truly, truly, love the fact that you just don't give any fucks basically right um as long as it's speaking power over people and trying to help them so welcome to the podcast and hi tell me a little bit let's tell everybody a little bit about yourself well for those of you that don't know me i am 33 i'm a mom uh, a dog mom a plant mom I am a bilingual YouTube creator, and I focus on MLMs and spreading the word on MLMs in Spanish because, unfortunately, there is a lack. However, there are people that came before me, and I always make it a point to shout them out because I feel like they opened a ton of doors for me that wouldn't have been open had they not been here before. And that would be Blanca Perdomo or mm -hmm. at Blanca Perdomo on Instagram and Gladys or MLM Exit also on Instagram. Uh, they also both, I believe Blanca has a YouTube. Uh, well, actually I know Blanca has a YouTube, but mm -hmm. Gladys does not, but her content on Instagram is A1 and they are a lot of behind the scenes work that you don't often see. And also Gladys is 
uh, the true MVP. Uh, she shout out to her. She actually came up with my disclaimer in Spanish because oh, okay. I myself was having a hard time uh, finding the words to make that to write that disclaimer in Spanish. And mm -hmm. she is a lot more knowledgeable about law and stuff like that. So shout out to her and shout out to Blanca because Blanca also is just amazing the way she does her research. And right now she's going to school, so she's a little bit, uh, she has a little bit more of a low profile when it comes to the mm -hmm. anti stuff, but she's still out here working behind the scenes. And I love that about both of them. Yeah, we'll so, definitely put their information in the show notes so that people can connect with them um along with your information of course but go ahead I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you no 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 no. it's okay uh so yeah and then uh I'm just here like Cheryl said to be the spicy blunt bestie that everybody needs and I do try to be also like very kind and I when I talk shit I do it with a purpose I, I think mm -hmm. Cheryl would agree with me on that mm -hmm. uh I don't take shit from anyone and I don't care what anybody thinks about me as long as I feel like I'm doing the right thing and I'm not like uh spreading misinformation yeah. it's all good with me so that's that's who I am <laughs> yeah. and what a lot of people might not know about um about you is that you were never in an MLM is that correct that's correct I was never in but my mom has nine siblings uh, yeah or actually eight siblings is nine of them and all of my aunts you know whether they're married to my uncles or they're my mom's sisters they have all been in an MLM at one point or another as well as my mother-in-law who passed away oh. a little bit over a year ago she was in princess house for years that's what's kind of like what's that it's uh it's kind of like Pampered chef, but oh. for Hispanic moms, the whole this MLM has on the Hispanic moms. Mm -hmm. And I know because I have my house full of princess house now, thanks to everything that my mom in law left behind. Yeah. So, yeah, so, it's wild. It, it is pretty wild to me. There are certain MLMs that prey more on the Hispanic community. Um, one of them, I never heard of Princess House before, um, but one of them I know. It, that I see pretty much every one of my uh, anybody that I know that's Hispanic I know somebody who is in Herbalife like oh, yeah. why why is that can you do you know like what what is that because of I think it's because I I'll speak from my experience but I remember being little and my grandmother and my mom and my aunts always telling me to not eat. They've always been about that toxic diet culture and like, what are men gonna think about you? And you're not gonna fit into those jeans. And do you really wanna grab seconds? Like, do you really wanna eat that? And mm -hmm. I grew up listening to this stuff. I having a Twinkie thrown out of my hand because you're gonna gain weight and nobody's gonna want you like that. And look mm -hmm. at what you look like. And that's why you don't fit in those pants. And that's why your clothes are wearing you instead of you wearing your clothes. And stuff like that I feel like the diet culture is very prominent at least in my family or um in my mom's side of the family mm -hmm. and it, it it was when I was a child and it it blows my mind that I'm 33 now and I have memories again of like them asking me if I was gonna eat seconds and now mm -hmm. I have younger cousins that are 13 14 on a diet because they don't want to be fat mm -hmm. I have cousins who have snapped back after having a baby in like two weeks and they're wearing girdles and they're wearing like yeah. all this restrictive clothing because oh my god you cannot have loose skin you cannot have a belly after having your kids now 
if you've never seen me, <laughs> you've never seen one of my videos, I don't give a fuck about none of that. Yeah. I, 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 I've heard them like more recently judging my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, because she didn't snap back like this. Meanwhile, yeah. one of my other cousins starved herself. She was taking some weird supplement. I don't know what it was, but she mm -hmm. was taking supplements. She was working out like two weeks postpartum. And, but now she has like that Kim K figure. Yeah. At what cost she lost her breast milk? Like, I don't know if it was because of that. I'm not a doctor, but like, mm -hmm. there was a lot of things that I was just like, the what? Keep that baby alive. Keep that yeah. baby alive and fuck what you look like. Like, right. What? <laughs> so, do you find it prominent in because I mean, in my so in my family, um, I mean, I guess for me growing up, I've always. I've seen my grandmother who was always overweight, quote unquote overweight, right? Um, she she had diabetes, she had heart disease, and it runs rampant in my family. My family, my family, they all have heart disease or they all have diabetes, definitely. Um, and the the fact of snapping back after having a baby was never something that was really big or pushed upon us, but I know for me, one of the reasons that I got sucked into Beachbody was because I saw all the health problems that my grandmother went through. And I was always like, I don't want to deal with those health problems. So I, I equated skinniness to healthy, right? And so that's something that I'm unlearning now because I mean, I'm, I'm 41 years old and I don't have diabetes. And that's something that doesn't happen in my family. And I equate it to, doesn't necessarily have to be the fact that I eat healthy. It's the fact that I move my body. I go upon, I, like I make it a, 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 I make it a point to try to move my body 30 minutes a day, at least four times a week. I'm not perfect, but that's the only reason that I can equate it. But it could be because I'm not a health professional. It could be that it's just not, I mean, it might be in my genetics, but it might not be in my genetics because of my dad's side, right? But I think- I think maybe the media had a lot to do with that too, because yeah. I remember being young and all you saw was midriffs. All you yeah. saw was belly button rings. All you saw was low rise jeans. So I think that's why we equate, or at least in my case, that's why I, I yeah. used to equate uh, healthy with skinny as well. Yeah. And so, it, so in your family, you've, you've noticed that, you know, that type of diet culture, they've fallen into it. Were anybody in your family, so I'm, um, the reason that you became anti-MLM, I'm guessing, is because you have seen your whole family be an MLM, along with the fact that there are a lot of MLMs that do proud on the Hispanic community. I would, My eyes were opened on one of my podcasts, um, episode five, where Liana was talking about um, one of the top coaches who is Hispanic, and she preys on the Hispanic community. I didn't know that that was even like that was even a thing. But I wouldn't because I'm white, right? Like, why would I know that? So, and that's why it's important to have conversations with people like Liana and like yeah. me because yeah. you just never like. I feel like whether we want to admit it or not, a lot of us live on in our own little bubble. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about people like you and I is that we're willing to listen and learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm here, because like yeah. you said, there is a lot of companies starting from Avon, Mary Kay, Herbalife, uh, Princess House. I'm telling you, the whole Princess House has on the Latin households. It's well, wild. Can... And this shit is expensive. A yeah. pot or a pan is like $200. Yeah. 
uh excuse me some of us can't even pay fucking electricity you think we're gonna buy yeah. uh, but no because they want to earn the car they want to earn the trips they want to do this they want to do that and um it's I, wild i well i can actually understand probably why prince's house would be or something like pampered chef would be yeah, big yeah. in the hispanic community because you all love to cook right yeah, i mean true. that's one of the things about your culture is that cooking is something that shows it tell me if i'm wrong but cooking is something that basically shows love right yeah. um my oldest son is half puerto rican and i always remember if i went to his puerto rican family still to this day and if they offer me a plate of food and you deny it like that's yeah, disrespectful. disrespectful yeah yes. it's disrespectful very much so. don't deny it so it's like food is like a love language for you for the hispanic community so prince's house just moves right on in there because that makes sense so and and unfortunately, you know, the Hispanic community, it, they always are having to try to prove themselves to the world because the world is always beating you all down, you know, mm -hmm. and disrespecting the hell out of you. And mm -hmm. that's not, and so this would, uh, an MLM would actually make sense because that is where people are promised the dream, they're promised the money, and they're promised, you know, that, to have a better life. Freedom. The American dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, a lot of that also don't feel bad about learning that food is a love language because I didn't learn that until I got with my guy. Like, yeah, he loves to cook. I yeah. didn't know how to cook an egg when we got together. And now I'm making wow. like elaborate dishes. Why? Because I love him. Yeah. That's why. So don't even feel bad about that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Going back to to the MLMs and stuff. I feel like a lot of the reason why it's very easy to prey on my people is because we are very trusting. Like, yeah. So let's say a cousin of mine comes by, dude, I tried this weight loss product or I tried this supplement or I tried this and I feel so good. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they have like malintent. It just yeah. means like, oh, wow, someone sucked me into it. And so because I think that this is actually good, I want to share with you. And I feel like that's a lot of... Um, we are very much a tight knit community, whether you know someone or not, if you know that they know someone that knows someone that knows someone that knows you, that's yeah. enough for you to trust them. Yeah. So uh, I feel like that's a little in this time, you know, that's a little like, yeah, you can't trust anybody. But some people are still very much of the old school way of thinking, like, we help each other out, no matter who the person is, no matter what kind of stuff they've done, because we all come from the same place. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like that's why MLMs are very, very, very prominent in our uh, community because it's just like, oh, look at what you can achieve. And, and, and also our people are now with the research and I've said this about myself before. <laughs> I, when it goes to my videos, I've always made it a point to say that I feel like the information that needs to get out there is already here. It's right. just not in Spanish. So I feel like my niche is not necessarily doing that research is using other resources that have already been handed to me mm -hmm. in a form of videos or files or whatever and translating that so my people can get that yeah. information well so and that's i understand that yeah and that's something and that's a good niche to have right because there are so many there also there are so many english speaking videos out there for the anti-mlm community you could just do a reaction or a translate for your youtube and just let people like you did an Airbnb's video and you could be like, okay, this is what she's saying to the Hispanic community. So they know what's going on. Right. Yeah. And that's important because 
as many people may not like it in the world, right? They're, they're, English is not the first language for everybody in the United States. And there's a reason for that. It's because we are the melting pot. There are so many cultures here. And English shouldn't be the first language. Because if you're from a different country, why in the hell should English be your first language? That doesn't necessarily mean. So there are a lot of people, My, like I said, my son's abuela, she doesn't, she's never, um, she speaks a little bit of English. Um, she's probably learned more English from him as the years have went on, but she doesn't speak very, you know, a lot of, she doesn't speak fluent English. Um, I get that. My mom's so, been here her whole life yeah. and she's just now learning English with her grandchildren who are yeah. five and three. Yeah. So, or her grandchildren, I mean, that are five and three, because now she's helping out with the homework yeah. and stuff yeah. and going to the meetings. And she's been here for well over 40 yeah. years. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's how, that's how we call her Abuela. That I, mm -hmm. That's what we've always called her. But, um, but that's how Abuela is, you know, and, and it's, and I've never looked at her and been like, well, and that's what makes me so mad. And I'm just going to say it is when people are like, well, you're in America, you should speak it. It drives me insane. That drives me insane because I'm like, it's that's that's the most yeah, and to those people, I want to say, when you go to Mexico, do you speak in Spanish? Nothing but Spanish in Mexico. Do when you go to Puerto Rico, do you speak in Spanish? Yeah. So when you go to whatever other to Cabo, yeah. do you speak in Spanish? Because yeah. you're in Cabo, so you should yeah. speak in Spanish. And that's yeah. always been my my automatic. All right, so then what's up? You talking about speaking two languages? Okay, show me. Okay, show me. Show me. Show me how easy it is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, just a little bit of an idea. Maybe you know you could just start doing like. I mean, I'm sure you do on your YouTube and I have watched some of your YouTube videos, but then that way you don't have, cause I don't like to do the research either. You know, this is the reason that I have the podcast is to have conversations with people. Uh, I don't have time to do the research, to be honest with you. And I don't have Same. the brain. I don't have the brain. I have a three-year-old. I mean, <laughs> I have a three-year-old, <laughs> three-year-old, you know, you run a whole house, like being a stay-at-home mom is probably one of the hardest things ever. I, I give you all mad props. Um, I've Thank always you. had. Leon here. Well, I was a stay at home. Well, I wasn't a stay at home mom, but I was a single mom for four years with my oldest. And so I definitely understand the struggle. Um, but having Leon here with my, my youngest and then my oldest, uh, I don't, I don't know how anybody does it. He was a stay at home dad for a while and I didn't envy him at all because it's yeah. stressful. Um, but everybody has their own niche in the anti MLM. John, I don't even know what to call us the world whatever. it's a genre yeah genre. um the anti-mlm genre everybody like you can get the same information from one person and then you can get the same information but in a different way from another person and that's the best way to to be able to do it and so, what's magical about it is we, we don't at least i found it that i can always like text i have exchange numbers with a handful yeah. of creators that I actually talk to on a daily basis, you know, yeah. one of them being Amy, shout out to Amy. And um, when anytime that I'm like, hey, have you seen this? Uh, what do you think about this? Or, yeah. oh yeah, I already did a video. Do you mind if I do a video? No, by the way, here are some files that go with that information. You might want yes. to take a look at this before you do the video or before you make a post or whatever it is. So I personally have found that, I, of course it depends on who you really like run with, but yeah. I, we are very, there is, I'm a, okay like so many google files that we all have access to with the same information why because we don't gatekeep and yeah. i just love it when people are like i don't speak spanish but i sat here and recorded this two-hour uh, opportunity to call in spanish for you because i knew you wouldn't you would need this and that makes yeah. me feel like damn you really 
you really give a shit about what I got to say. <laughs> so I love that. And I know that we hate to be called a community and I, I, I don't really know the whole entire thing behind it because I did just come into this, you know, within the last year. But I mean, honestly, like, I know we don't like to be called a community, but we really do have each other's backs to a certain extent. There are a handful of us that, you know, do have each other's backs. And, and like, if I see, like, you know, for me, I, I focus on Beachbody. So like, I'm definitely in contact with Amy, Amber, um, DC and Jen pretty much every day. And when I see that they are creating a reel on it, then I'll wait to create a reel on it because I'm like, yeah. let their information get out there. And then I'll turn around and do something completely different for my, for my people. Yeah, put your own spin on it. Spin on it. And nobody cares. Like we, like in this, in this smaller area of people, yeah. nobody really cares. We just yeah. want to make sure that the words and the information is getting out there. Um, so. And then what's even better, we share each other's stuff. Yeah. That's <laughs> because look at that. We're supportive of each other. That's <laughs> how that works, isn't it? So. We, we completely skipped past it. How did you, so, well, we kind of got onto it, but so you grew up watching people in your family being an MLM. What made you one day go, what did you see? What did you watch? Where did, what made you one day say, I am going to be in the anti-MLM space and relay this information to the Spanish people, to the Spanish population. They need to know it. Okay. So two things kind of happen at once. Okay. Uh, one was my best friend of 20 odd years. Uh, and I mean, like my best friend, like we were at each other's birth. Oh, my wow. Best friend of 20 years. She got dragged into Monet. And then mm -hmm. she, she didn't pitch to me. She just kind of told me what was going on. And I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and then also my mother-in-law uh, was trying to not recruit me, but she was trying to sell me uh, stuff. And then when the shit hit the fan with my best friend my mom-in-law passed away oh with her so passing away thank you uh with her passing away uh we realized really how much stuff she had uh there was a room that was maybe 10 by 10 huh? uh 10 feet by 10 feet that was packed to the brim of the older generation model stuff to brand new in a box, never been unboxed products. I'm because talking about big ass pots, the ones that you use for the tamales, she had easily 10, 15 of those. Uh, she had blenders, so she, she had air fryers, she had pots and pans, glassware, crystalware, um, anything you can imagine, she had it in that room. So basically she was the customer. Yes. And um, what breaks my heart now, and I've never had like a really close relationship with her or anything. And I briefly touched on this before, but uh, right before she passed, she kept on inviting me to like a demonstration at her house. Like the lady would come over and be like, oh, well today we're making chile rellenos. Now, if you know me, I'm a sucker for food. So I said yes a couple of times. But then because Leo was a tiny potato at the time, I, you know, nap times would interfere with the time and I would cancel that minute because, hey, he's asleep. I'm not waking him up. Exactly. And, um, and she'd be upset. My sister-in-law, her daughter would be upset. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm sorry. I can't make it. Like, I can't make it. Finally, once, one time we made it and, um, and they were like pitching me. The lady was pitching me the, um, 
yeah well if you join it you want this blender because at the time I think that's the one product that I bought because mm. I'm not going to sit here like the blender is pretty good but yeah. um <laughs> I, that's the one thing that they demonstrated and I was like so what you're trying to tell me is if I'm trying to make salsa I don't want to take the seeds out shit sign me yeah. up yeah so, <laughs> so um I saw the blender and I was just like, okay, I want that. And they were like, oh, it's three fifty. But if you join, you get half off or something like that. And I was just like, no, just give me the blender. And that yeah. was my my husband's mother's day gift to me that year. And we paid it in payment. Uh huh. And um, and then yeah, she like tried to pitch me and stuff. Well, once my mother in law passed, the lady came around to help us clean out the uh house and whatever because they had to like my 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 father-in-law was also sick he had to move out of there Brief, yeah briefly lived lived here with us and um and uh she was just like by the way she still owes me this much and there's another order coming in and I was just like that's what huh? you talk that's what you talk about after she passes away yeah it was like a good two weeks after but still I was wow. like oh, excuse me what and wow. um, I, I just left. I didn't want to snap on her. There was other people there that were still mourning and stuff. And I was just, I saw my husband, I was like, listen, I'm out of here before I snap. Y'all handle that however y'all want because that was y'all's mom, but mm -hmm. I'm out of here. And then, um, yeah, once we continued cleaning out the house, I literally had no free floor space in my house wow. to put that stuff. We ended up like slowly selling it on like offer and stuff to help with the treatment, the the financial side of the treatment of my dad-in-law who was also sick yeah who is also sick so it was just a lot it was a lot and I feel like that was the time where I was like why don't my people know this yeah. why why don't my people and then also it just so happened to match up that I watched the Deanna Mims video and someone was asking her or telling her one of the horror stories hey uh, maybe one day I'll make a video in Spanish to relay this information, blah, blah, blah. And then she, Diana said, yes, I would love to see a creator in Spanish, blah, 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 blah. But I had already been thinking about it. And then mm -hmm. I watched, I don't remember if it was a Chelsea video or who else. It might have been a Hannah video. And they were like, yeah, we need more. We need creators in Spanish to relay this mm -hmm. information. And I was so pissed that I started my YouTube channel. <laughs> good yeah, and I was like, yeah you're right and I reached out to I believe to Chelsea and maybe to Hannah and mm -hmm. they were just like yes do it and I was like can yes. I use those videos the resources you listed in the description box just to translate it and you know relay that information they were like whatever you need we're here for you yeah same thing with Aaron same thing with JJ you know and I was like I don't know if I'm leaving anybody out, but there was a lot of people that supported me from the jump, you know? Yeah. And I was very appreciative of that. Of course, then some stuff happened and I kind of like backed off. I'm just now returning. Um, but I have made a little bits of content here and there in Spanish. And I mm -hmm. do make it a point to always share, like I said, on Instagram, the things that uh, Gladys or Blanca share when it comes mm -hmm. to anti-multi-level marketing, because it's very important. It's very, yeah. very important. It's so important. It really is. And the fact that you just told me some of the things that, um, that, that pretty, pretty, what was the MLM called? Uh, Princess House. Princess House. So the fact that you just told me some of that stuff that they have, that's geared towards the Hispanic community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like Herbalife, because everybody wants to be skinny. Everybody wants to be with the big booty and the big boobs and very skinny itty bitty. And 
and also just the I think with Herbalife is more the you can own your own business yeah. therefore they pushed it a little bit further and said you want to actually have a successful business you got to set up a shop the thing yeah. that they didn't tell you is that you were going to have to pay for the deposit for the place for your shop monthly rent electricity internet uh accommodations for children if you're going to be accommodated to you know moms with their mm -hmm. little small babies a sound system for your Zumba classes if you're offering those equipment if you're offering uh like cardio low impact lifting kind of stuff mm -hmm. uh mirrors to cover the walls so that it looks more professional those big ass decals that they have all over the walls mm -hmm. uh permits for the city um and i only know this because i used to work at a laundromat and the owner owned the, the property next door and i was the one that collected rent did the maintenance took care of maintenance mm -hmm. and stuff for that property and that's what that was a zumba uh a herbalife shop Wow. So I know for a fact that she paid $1,200 a month just for rent. Wow. And, and they do. They push that for it. They push that. They push you to have a shop. Um, and don't they charge like the people, so the people that work in the shop, this is what I've heard. So the people that work in the shop, they don't get paid. They have to pay for them to be there because they're selling their own products. Is that how it works? Yes. So from my experience, I, I have a friend actually who just now dropped her shop. I've talked about her before. And um, she had a shop there at a location for well over seven years. And um, she would rent out pieces of the booth to other women. And if you even look at somebody else's customer and offer them a glass of water, the pettiness between the reps is so bad. Mm. So, so bad. Um, so they, what they do is when it comes to the business side of things is that they rent out like a certain space, they split the rent, they split the electricity, any other things that they got to all put together mm -hmm. for the actual like uh, studio. And mm -hmm. then they each bring their own clients in and they don't get paid hourly they mm -mm. whatever they make off their shakes and their classes and whatever that's what they and, and they also have to pay a teacher mind you they have to pay a teacher um if they don't if they aren't brave enough or they don't want to be the ones to give the class they have to pay someone to come and do the cardio dance or whatever mm -hmm. so so basically they need to do a profit and loss statement because they're probably they're definitely losing. in the hole yeah they're yeah, definitely. yeah for sure and I, I've heard, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but I did, I heard somebody who was on somebody's podcast who was in Herbalife, who had talked about how they worked in that shop and they were having to pay like their fees every day, but also, like I think they got sucked in, I don't know, I can't remember the podcast, but it goes into detail, just like you just said, about how they're in the hole every day because they're paying yeah. to be there so you you can't really work because if you were to work no what and wow. then the thing is after after i realized about a year ago someone from my instagram which shout out to you i'll give you anonymous but they actually sent me some eternal documents and i did a I believe it was a, a live with Amber, JJ, and Erin about it. Okay. We thought it was something beach body related, but it ended up being Herbalife. And um, and I found out shortly before that that when you recruit, you have to recruit a certain amount of recruits, and, and those certain 
amount of recruits has to have have to have a certain amount of PB and GB for you mm -hmm. to be promoted. If not, they go up to your upline at the end of the year. So you're you you have to start from scratch again. All your recruits that you have, your team, you hand it up. If they don't have enough points, if you don't have enough points, you hand it up to them and then you have to start from scratch. So a lot of people are stuck at that same rank and that same like low income level of having a shop wow. because they cannot. Yeah, me too. That's what I said. I was like, wait, hold on, hold up, hold up, hold up. And she was like, here's those documents for you to verify that what I'm saying is true. She sent me screenshots of conversations that she had with her upline when she found out the first time around that she had to to like hand over her team and start again. And the thing is, they're all like high and mighty, the uplines, but the ones that trained those reps for them weren't themselves. They they got them like that already. Yeah. Like they'd already been trained. And that's why the ones at the top of the pyramid stay high up because they just get handed everything. So they're just getting handed people that are already working the business. And yeah, trained. they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't think it could get any more pyramid schemey than than that. That's crazy. Yeah. And something that I've seen too, like personally, is like they um, so for example, right? The my friend, the one that I was talking about, the mm -hmm. person that was in that shop prior to her was her upline. She trained her, she had her there, and then she was like, Okay, you're good, you're set. I'm leaving. What she didn't tell her was that she was leaving and taking all the clientele with her. So <gasps> she left her, she transferred the the um the lease to her and left her with nothing aside for the rent payment and took everybody with her to a better, bigger, brighter shop because she was making a uh, profit off of hers. So I've seen that a few times happen actually, oh where they train their, their downline and then they're just like, okay, I can't afford to pay this place or I can afford to pay something better. So here's this, this uh, shop. I'm heading out and they would just go get something better or like not do it at all or whatever. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm very rarely speechless. And that right there just makes me, that makes me angry. That yeah, me too. Wow. So, oh, wow. so your friend ended up getting out, right? Thank God. She's not out of Herbalife. She just doesn't have a shop right now because she currently, she just had a baby maybe about a month or two ago. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. And I was like, that's because you don't have savings. That's because you don't have, uh, you haven't been able to save because you're spending so much money. Why don't you just let this go? And she's like, I can't, I can't. Why can you not? Because I owe people money. So, you know, now she's at her house and she still has people come over to her house to get their shakes and stuff on the daily, but she doesn't have an actual studio from what I was told. So the weird thing, the thing that's really confusing to me, though, is I have actually read research. Isn't isn't there studies out there that says that the Herbalife shakes give you like some type of liver damage or something like that? Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, allegedly, yes. I, there's actually another, I don't think she creates content anymore, but there was another anti-MLM creator who focused on, on uh, Herbalife because she was in Herbalife. And she actually had to have surgery because her liver was so messed up after consuming Herbalife five years, I think. Wow. And that was her niche, but, you know, life took over or whatever. Her name is Vanessa. Uh, but uh, she, she, she spread the word and she was like, I was one of those people that had to have uh, liver surgery 
mm-hmm. and I think she also got like kidney stones and a bunch of stuff and her doctor according to what she said to me allegedly that's why because of the shakes all the protein she was uh consuming she wasn't eating like a well-balanced meals and oh she was eating with salad and shakes and let me tell you those shakes taste like absolute shit (laughs) you might as well bite a piece of chalk (laughs) they they really do i and i can say that from experience because i literally when i tell people that i have tried everything i have tried everything um yeah and i have tried herbalife and that's why i never joined is because it was bad it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> so Herbalife is, is crap. Um, and absolutely. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who was thinking about joining Herbalife, even though you've never been, or, but you've seen the traumatic experiences it can cause with other people? Well, I have my own traumatic story with Herbalife, which oh. I'll tell you in a minute if you want, but um, yes. So I would say, don't do it. I know that everyone that pitches it to you makes it sound like you're going to be able to like have financial freedom and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, I personally have seen a few people work in those shops 12 hours a day, every day away from their children, away from their spouse or from their partner or whatever. And they are in the same place or if not like, in the hole after they leave so just don't do it also just if you want to lose weight and I know that um, Mexican especially Mexican standards of beauty are very harsh if you want to lose weight or whatever consult a professional I know that it's hard for us to go to the doctor because the Mexican community at least again from my experience we don't go to the doctor till we feel like we're dying just go to a doctor, go to a nutritionist, go to a dietitian, go to a personal trainer. I know it's really hard. And if you cannot afford it or you cannot, uh, or that's just not something that's in research, do your own research, mm-hmm. look at multiple people, look at the pros and the cons. And I know we hate doing research, but just do it. It's for your health. You have one body, you have one life and just just don't put that shit in your body, please. <laughs> and a lot of the things that, you know, and for me, like if, if I was not, I mean, just to anybody who this goes on to extend to anyone who may not have access to healthcare or something like that. Right. Um, and these were, this would just be my advice. I am not a registered dietitian. I am not a professional or Same. anything like that, but my advice, if you do your research, but also be careful who you do your research with. Right. Um, but also if you just move, like try to move 30 minutes a day. I mean, it doesn't even have to be go for a a 30 minute walk every day, you know, like just try to be as active as you possibly, as you are able to be. And when you eat, just try to feel, listen to the anti-diet book. That's Mm -hmm. all I'm going to say, you know, and and really focus on int- intentional eating where you can actually realize what your hunger cues are, because that's what a lot of people's issues, that's what my issue is. I don't have, I didn't have like a trigger that told me I was full. I would just eat. And now okay. I just, I just ask myself, are you hungry for a second? Are, are you, you bored? Are you bored? Right. So I would, if, if I feel like I want seconds, I'll be like, okay well, let me just sit here for about five minutes 
and really think about if I'm still hungry. If I'm still hungry in five minutes and I want the seconds, then I'll eat it. It may yeah. not be something that, you know, some people agree with, but it's helped me, you know? Yeah, same and here. So it's just little tricks and tips that you can, you can pick up. And apparently people say lift weights, you know, like I'm, I'm so bad about lifting weights. Like I know I need to go lift weights, but I'd rather ride on my bike or do, do a walk. And I hate cardio, bro. Like you cannot make me do cardio cardio for more than 15 minutes. I I don't like cardio. I won't. I only like my my bike and my, and my treadmill or outside walking. That's the, yeah. if, if a workout calls for me to do like jumping jacks or run in place or anything like that, I'm jumping on the bike. I'm like, nope, yeah. not me. But um, so tell us your story about Herbalife. Let's hear it. <sighs> okay. Uh, I, I was, I think 16, 17, maybe 18 years old. I cannot remember. This was a really long time ago. I am now 33. And <laughs> my memory is not with it so I actually had an aunt who was a shareholder of one of these clubs and she was looking to lose weight first we started as customers because someone told us of someone of someone that has a shop and um she actually after like a year of us going religiously at the time I was living with my aunt because you know stuff with my parents Mm -hmm. um we would go every day uh, we would go every day in the morning and in the afternoon to go do our one hour, two hour cardio Zumba, and then also drink the shake, the tea, all that stuff. She ended up joining. And then when she joined, they started a challenge and they were like, you know, it's so much for you to, I cannot remember, maybe it was $20 or it was $40 for you to enter the challenge. Then we're going to split it into 70, 30, and there's going to be a first place and a second place. And whoever wins, whoever loses the more weight, the most weight, they'll win. So mm-hmm. I, it was a 30 day challenge. I starved myself for 30 days. All I would have was one shake in the morning, one, uh, one shake and a tea in the morning, one shake and a tea in the afternoon. Uh, for my snack, I would have a protein bar twice a day. And then I would have one big ass bowl of salad. And wow. I lost so much weight. I think I lost about 30, 35 pounds in a month. You were starving. Uh, yes, I was starving yeah. myself. And again, keep in mind, I don't think I was legal yet. I don't think I was 18. I might've been like 16 or 17. And um, I starved myself and I thought that I had one. I was doing everything. I was doing about four hours of cardio a day. Wow. Every day, Monday through Saturday, barely eating, drinking the minimum amount of water because you don't want that water weight. That was something they pushed really, really hard. And uh, the day of, according to the other owner or like the other co-owner of the club her sister cousin niece whatever was doing the challenge from home because she could not come to the club every day and by like half a pound she beat me and I was destroyed my young self my little mind was and it makes me still want to cry because I hate that I even like let myself fall into that Mm -hmm. um I remember being so destroyed. I got second place and I was so destroyed that I was just like, I don't want your money. Keep your shit. Give it to the next person Mm. because I have worked so hard. Yeah. Giving up tacos and fucking mole and pozole and everything. Like it broke my heart. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I just, I don't think I, I think I might've gone a few more times. 
but then they, when they were like oh we're doing this challenge blah 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 I was like y'all can fuck off with that because I'm yeah. not doing this again yeah so after that happened that's because that's that's a lot of discipline that you did to and when I say discipline I mean like not in a good way um yeah no no to basically starve yourself so that yes. you could lose weight how did what happened after that did you you I mean this shows how strong you are because you're like nope I'm done forget it you know and you did you move on like what happened I had to keep going because well I was living with my aunt so she wouldn't make me but I would go yeah. to do the cardio but I stopped taking the supplements and I just wanted to be supportive of her you know yeah so I would just do like the dances or whatever and, and honestly Sumba is fun and yeah, you sweat like a mother cracker. Yeah. So like I, I I love it. I love Zumba. I still do Zumba from time to time here at home. Yeah. And I I kept going, but then I kind of like something was not sitting right with me, you know. And then shortly after that, I've talked about this situation before too. My one of my aunts, one of my moms, I believe it was one of her older sisters, moved to Mexico in an emergency because she like her husband side of the family they were having health issues and there was nobody else to take care of them so she was just like okay I gotta go we're dipping we're we're taking off they took off and me and my mom were left with the task of cleaning up her house so she could rent it out mm -hmm. when I tell you this woman had a six by four walk-in closet full of products wow anything, mainly Mary Kay but there was also like a lot of Herbalife Tupperware uh Avon uh what's another one what's another one I don't remember if Royal Prestige is one, but she had that too. It's also like pots and pans and stuff. Uh, Jafra, I don't know if you remember that one. That was a makeup one, like way before Mary Kay. That was another makeup one. The amount of products she had that the packaging no longer existed anymore. And I feel like it was little instances like that, like my thing with Herbalife and then that, and then my mother-in-law and then my, my, my best friend. And I was just like, wait, what the fuck? And that's when I kind of, I think I randomly ran into anti-MLM content. I believe it might've been Kiki Chanel. I was yeah. watching her, one of her Sephora horror stories and then I just put the playlist and then that was next. And it was a beach body call that she was actually reacting to. And I was like, what is this shit? And I started, <laughs> I yeah. started digging into it. And then, you know, off of her, I saw Chelsea, I saw Deanna, I, I saw, um, Isabella I love mm -hmm. Isabella I'm obsessed with her she's such a badass yeah. uh, mm -hmm. I saw Isabella and then I saw just uh I think I might have ran into Blanca's and then other people's you know yeah and I was just like what is this so then by the time that uh my friend and I had our disagreement I was already doing content and uh on Instagram just on Instagram and it was actually like a whole issue within itself too she I did a live with someone that I no longer talked to and uh, mm -hmm. they were like, I know you were talking about me and I want you to know that I am upset about this. And I was like, well, I didn't say your name. I didn't say who you were. And I tried to have a conversation with you about it, but you were just like, no, I don't want to yeah. talk. So, and I remember that I cried when I read her message. She sent me like a novel and yeah. um, I just texted her back. So you already made up your mind or do you want to have a conversation? And yeah. she FaceTimed me. She FaceTimed me like this right away. And we had a conversation. We agreed to disagree. She says that some multi-level marketing companies have worked for her and her mom. And I was uh -huh. like, just like, listen, I don't want this to come between us. And I love you so much. And I don't want to see you get hurt. At the time she was going through 
a lot of really traumatic personal stuff and I was just like I feel like that on top of this on top of this it's just I don't want you to break I love you I don't want you to break and I just want all the good things for you and I just I just want to be a good friend and she was like I understand that but we can agree to disagree and I support your content I I love how passionate you are about this uh I just don't want us to have this conversation anymore and I was like okay I can respect that and we're still friends we rarely talk because you know we both have kids and stuff but uh when we do talk it's always a good time like I just saw her recently we had lunch and I was just like this is amazing I love you and I miss you and I want to see you more often bitch and that's (laughs) that's the thing and that's the thing that a lot of people don't think about the anti-MLM space is that we can actually be friends with people that are in the MLM space like it's the respect of it's it's kind of like we have to agree to disagree like this we can agree yeah. to disagree on right like yeah, yeah. this is your that's what you believe and this is what i believe and i i mean a lot of people don't realize it either i have a lot of beach body coaches that are in my dms every day but they're yeah. not in my dms in a bad way they are yeah. did you check out this this person because this coach you need to do something on this coach right yeah. and and some of the people that, you know, the coaches that do come into my DMs, they're like, you know, because of you and the Snark crew, I have started doing things differently within my team. Um, and, you know, like, I get it because you don't want to get out of it. And I get that, right? But at the end of the day, like, you're still in the MLM, right? And you're yeah. still supporting the MLM model. And I personally will never support an MLM, but if you are trying to figure out a way to make it work for you, that's, that's okay. But just realize that at the end of the day, 99% of all people lose money when they join, when they're in an MLM. So, yeah. And I think one of the reasons that I never fell like to this, and I did get pitched right after I had Leo, I got pitched by an influencer that I used to follow. I actually did a video with her again with JJ and Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and she was like, do, uh, oh, by the way, I'm selling this now, blah, blah, blah. And I showed my husband, I remember I showed my husband the deal, and he's like, that's a pyramid scheme, just like what my mom is there with the princess house shit. And I was yeah. just like, I didn't even think of that. And so I, uh, I, I did do it. And also shout out to my mom, because my mom has always like put in my head. Uh, if it looks too good to be true, chances is they are, too, you know, yep. my yep. mom, I don't think she ever joined an MLM. I think she's the only one that's escaped them. And with that said, though, like we were talking about right now, it is, it, it is, um, it's okay for you to be friends with someone in an MLM. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I try really hard to be empathetic because I try to put you, I try to put Amber, I try to put uh, Aaron, I love Aaron, in the position of the MLMer that I'm watching because I know you guys were, were once there and I would never want to talk to you how I want to kind of talk to some of these yeah. people sometimes. Yeah. Uh, unless they're like higher up or whatever. Or they're, they're being jerk. Or they're yeah, being yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if 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 they're like, you know, newer to the game and they're just trying their best to do what they what they were taught to do, then mm-hmm. I try to I try to I try to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I try to be nice. And I've also gotten people, you know, who said to me, well, I'm no longer in the MLM, but I have this and this and this. So I'm still gonna use it. And I'm like, listen, I get it. I have a house full of princess house. I didn't buy none of that shit, but I have it. It was expensive, it was a gift, or it was passed down onto me. I'm gonna use it. Yeah. If I have I mean, it, I'm gonna use it because at the end of the day, you paid for it. So fuck it, use it. Who cares? I mean, I I mean people probably don't know this, but I probably 
before I quit all of my MLMs uh, in 2020, in 2021, I purchased Rodan and Fields, the eyelash stuff and the eyebrow stuff. And mm -hmm. I still use it to, that's, that's, it's just expensive. It's $101 yeah. per one. I still use it. I mean, will I repurchase it? Absolutely not. No. But I yeah. will not, I'm not going to throw that away because that's, that's throwing money away and nobody, yeah. you know, and I mean, I did throw away a lot of my Beachbody stuff and a lot of my Modere stuff and a lot of that, those things. Um, but the re like those were supplements. And the reason I threw those things away is because I don't need those for my body. You know, yeah. um, I, they didn't do anything for my body. And actually some of that stuff was old. It, it expired. Yeah. So if it's, if you want to use an MLM product by all means, that you've purchased before getting out of the MLM, yeah. use it. You know, it's the fact that we just don't, whenever you think about purchasing something from an MLM, just yeah. remember that you are supporting that MLM. And that's, yeah. that's what you just need to remember. I personally will never buy another product from them again, but. Yeah, that's and not to say that we don't enjoy when we see those reels of people throwing a big ass thing of thing of MLM products yeah. away. We love that. But yeah. also I grew up poor. So yeah. we don't do waste in this house. No, we don't either. do we don't do yeah. waste in this house. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. If you know, I recently got made fun of for thrifting clothes. Listen, you got I'm made fun the of planet. Me. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. listen. I'll tell you later. Yeah. <laughs> I got, because I'm, uh, according to the person, I'm a mean girl on the internet who did her makeup once and put on a dress sweater and now she thinks she's a fashion influencer. Listen, you do Love. you, girl. Whatever makes you feel better. But me, I'm out here saving the planet at a time. Uh, the planet with one thrifted sweater at a time. Absolutely. And, um, you can talk all your shit, but you can't say I don't look cute. So, exactly. <laughs> Look, but I, there is nothing wrong with thrifting anything. I will go to the thrift store. I told you this before we even started. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what thrift store you're going to because when I go to the thrift store, I do not buy clothes that look like anything that you share. That look like anything you share. Believe you me. Yeah. But I agree with you. You know, I grew up poor. With uh, my mom was a single mom. She had me at 16. Um, I can remember. Yeah, we grew up very poor and. So I think that's another reason why, you know, it really hurt me to throw away all those, all those Beachbody products yeah. and that reel, but I didn't use any of them. There was, I mean, don't get it twisted. I drank all the Energize that I still yeah. had left over. I wasn't getting rid of my Energize. I mean, you've seen me kiss the freaking yeah, yeah, yeah. hand, right? So, but the rest of it, I threw it away because it was expired and I didn't use mm -hmm. it. But my Rodan and Field stuff, not saying that it's good. I'm not saying it's wonderful. I paid a lot of money for it and I'm going to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why shouldn't yeah. you? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's, let's move on to how you are a badass, like how you have, come <laughs> how you have come into like the way that, cause you and Amber are about the same way. And I get a lot of, I get a lot of courage from you all. Like I've always, mm. I've always embraced my body at whatever point my body is in right yeah. but I get a lot of courage from you all because there were times I mean before I saw you guys that I would suck in my stomach so that when I did appear on on the you know in a full body picture or whatever then yeah. I would look thinner or whatever but yeah. now I'm just like I don't really give a shit I mean 
What would Amber do? What would Karina do? You know? So how did that, how did that come about? Like, where did you get that confidence from? Well, like I said, I grew up with a lot of uh, diet culture around me. And so I grew up really insecure. Uh, In high school, I remember being very, very insecure because all the skinny girls were showing the belly buttons and their belly button rings. And, and, you know, just again, the media that we grew up with or whatever. And um, I feel like the tables turned for me when I got pregnant with Leo. Uh, I have always been very insecure in my body because previous I've in total, I've had about five miscarriages. Uh, mm. The last one was a few months ago. And I thought like my body is this because I'm fat, I can't carry a child because, you know, at least that's what I was told, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so I feel everything turned for me, the tables turned when I got pregnant with Leo. And I remember sitting there and the first time I felt him kick and I was like, my body's really doing this. Like my body's yeah. really doing this. So my whole, I think my confidence like went up while I was pregnant, even though I was big as shit. Like I was mm-hmm. big, Leo was 10 pounds. Yeah. Leo was 10 pounds. So I remember walking around Head just in on. my sports bra and some sweatpants or some shorts. And I would go to my mom's house like that. And then once it was in the middle of summer, Leo's a June baby. Uh, yeah whenever it was really really hot I didn't give a shit I'd show up to work like that I didn't have a dress code so why not yeah and then once I pushed that big ass kid out <laughs> I was just like holy shit and I've heard a lot of people before that are like I felt so insecure in my body and this and that and like you know everybody goes yeah. through their journey through their process it's very different um but I remember right after I gave birth with Leo like literally the day after when I showered um I saw myself in the mirror in those big ass mesh granny panties they give you (laughs) at the hospital and I still had a bump and I remember I looked in the mirror and I was like I fucking did that yeah you did I I pushed the whole human holy shit and that was I feel like I never been prouder of my body Mm -hmm. to that I want to shout out to my husband Mr. Karina that's what everybody calls him yeah I can be looking like a goddamn mess with leftover makeup from the previous day with my hair looking like a rat's nest. Uh, I can be in a stained t-shirt because I've been playing with Leo all day, cooking, Mm -hmm. and I will always be the hottest woman to him. He'll still run up behind me and smack my ass and tell me, damn, baby, you're fucking hot. Yeah. He never is, he never doesn't want to touch me. I guess that's how you can put it yeah. in, you know, simpler ways. And so a lot of it does have to do with him. And at this point, I'm at that point of, I really spent like 20 years yeah, hating my fucking body. I'm not wasting any more time. If yep. I want to wear a crop top, I'm going to wear it. If I want to wear some shorts, I'm going to wear it. I don't give a fuck who I'm around. Yep. If I'm happy, I don't care. I Mm -hmm. don't care what anybody thinks. Mm -hmm. So I think it has to do a lot of with my child and with my husband uh, and how powerful I felt out after giving birth. And so I do really do it. That's why I share my outfit stories because I'm like, and I've gotten so many messages that are like, you fucking well, you look like this, blah, 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 blah. But for each one of those messages, and I recently mentioned this in my stories, I get 10 or 20 that are like, 
I didn't know someone with my body type could wear stuff like this or holy shit we need more people with our body type that wears this type of stuff and like publicly or whatever and shares it and so that's why I am gonna stay sharing my thrifted stuff because it's fucking cool okay and I want to encourage someone to wear the crop top even if they don't go anywhere and they're just in the house fucking feeling cute ass shit while you're cleaning do it yeah do it do it yeah I mean that's the other day somebody was like you need to show us your skincare routine or something and I was like are you all for real like do y'all really (laughs) or my so that's I made that real where I was like Mm -hmm. okay so you all wanted to see this and I was like I don't even know the name of the of the makeup that I'm using because I'm not in it like for me I'm like okay well I can share but I'm not an influencer quote-unquote when it comes to those you know, but you, the way that you do it, you make it real and relatable. And you know what, to, and you really do have to remember that those people, those out of all the bad stuff that you can get on the internet and all the bad comments, there are always more people that are going to appreciate what you have to put out there. And I'm not going to call them haters of the ones that, you know, want to no. say something bad because I'm not going to stoop to a hun's level, but sometimes when you think about it like for like to be realistic okay when somebody says something to you about your body or anything that has to do with your looks your appearance or anything that means that they and it's negative they have those feelings towards themselves and they can't it's a projection and it is you know and that's why whenever we do or we share like videos of other people we don't like to talk about looks or appearances or anything like that unless it unless like I mean positive yeah well and with autumn Calabrese, she does look a little sick right but yeah that's that's not us saying you know she looks sick that's us saying we're worried because she doesn't look very well um but just remember that that anytime if you want to share your thrifted stuff please keep doing it because you inspired me to go look at my thrift stores that suck (laughs) because I can't find any Nike sweatshirts or anything yeah. like that so um I appreciate no that. and listen one thing that I have to say though is and I know this is going to sound like really bitch but I, I don't care so one thing about me is I grew up in a toxic ass Mexican household like with all my cousins and stuff and there's like 60 of us okay wow and there is nothing someone on the internet can say to me that'll make me feel bad about myself yeah listen my abuela roasted me my whole fucking life still does so there's nothing you can say to me to make me feel bad about myself or to hate my body yeah with that said the only time that I really respond is when people come at my kid don't 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 touch my kid yeah kids are off limits guys that's wrong don't 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 Mm -hmm. don't touch my kid other than that sometimes when I respond it's just to be snarky like yeah uh-huh. like in reality I gotta like a laugh out of it you know yeah but um yeah I mean I try to be nice you know but pe- some people make it really fucking hard to be nice but I do yeah. try to be nice and I try to remember when I used to be in a really bad he- headspace and again because of the toxic environment I grew up in I used to think oh my God, she, she's sneezed wrong. It's about me. It's about mm-hmm. me. That mm-hmm. sneeze, she fucking sneezed because of me. 
yeah. I used to be in that headspace for a really long time, again, because of the toxic environment that I grew up in. Now I know better. Now yeah. I know better. And I, I feel bad for people who think, oh my gosh, did you see her like sway her hair? She did that because I did this. Like, oh my God, I remember, I remember thinking that everything was about me and everything was because of me and how draining that was. Yes. So I really do try to be like conscious and, and think, and think what if I was still them and like, how would I I put myself in the other person's shoes? But doesn't that just seem like, I I mean, that, that almost is sounds draining, right? Like for you to have about portraying yourself a certain way on the internet because somebody might take it wrong that's that's not you being authentically you right so maybe you should just be you and if they take it the wrong way then that's a them problem that's not a you no I don't yeah yeah yeah. I don't give a fuck what they think about me like honestly I don't uh again this person that made fun of me or whatever I was told that she like said oh meanwhile your whole family is watching I don't give a fuck what my family thinks right. about me. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about yeah. me. I'm gonna keep doing me. And I'm so relatable and I'm so like people can see the realness coming through the screen. Yeah. That people have been asking me to make weekly vlogs. Dude, my life is fucking boring. And I've said that. And they're like, no. I don't care. Just make them. We wanna see your daily life. Just make them. I'll tell you why, because I'll tell you, like. <laughs> The things that I have picked up on just by following watching following you on Instagram is number one, you're a plant person. Of course, we all know you're a planty mom. Um, and it you and Amber make me feel like I have plants. Everybody knows I have plants. Do they they don't grow very fast? I, I forget to water them, but usually every time I see something on your all's Instagram, I'm like, shit, when's the last time I watered my plants? Okay. That's my reminder. But not just that, like you you, I mean, you really take care of your plants. So that would be something good that you could share with people. Number two, um, I always see your nails did and I know that you do them yourself, but you yourself, but you don't share that. And that is something that I would tune into because that I, I love things like that. You know, you're super talented that you, and you had a lot of it, your makeup, like is always on point because if I was to put makeup on, it's like 1990s. I put eyeliner on, a little bit of You concealer. look gorgeous, though. Every time that you put oh. mascara on and stuff, even when you don't, like, you have such great skin, so I get why people ask you for your skin routine. Listen, but your makeup, you have the eyelashes, like, just to put those on. If you could do a tutorial on how to put eyelashes on, that would be wonderful for some people because I can't figure that shit out. So there are, there, there, this is the reason that people ask you for these things because you do, you, and I mean, your cooking videos that you do really quickly on your stories, those two. So to have an all around like vlog type thing, I get it. Like you really should share because when you think about like Emma's, Emma's really good about this, right? Like Emma, yeah. one of the reasons that I Emma, Emma, one of the reasons that Emma shares the craftiness of motherhood and she said it on the podcast is because when she, before she became a mom, she saw all the people that had a curated lifestyle that made it look like, you know, the kids just wake up and they're dressed. The kids just wake up and they're happy. They're you know? always clean. They never have a booger. And they never have a booger. And she was like, so now I want to share with people that 
that's not that that's not reality because when yeah. she became a mom it was like a, a slap in the face i can't Same. imagine you all because my kids are 18 and 11 right and i'm like we didn't really have stuff like that on the internet so i didn't have yeah. like that unrealistic expectation you know but i mean you you are a mom that you know people don't even realize that like you know what you have to do throughout the day right yeah. and you still accomplish all these other things like going to the thrift store doing your planty chores and stuff like that yeah. that's why people want to see it because they want it's to balance. see it real it's, it's real it's a lot of balance and also again shout out to my husband he's very supportive of anything and everything that I want to do he yeah. knows that I want to start a small little plant business he got me the greenhouse. He knew that I really wanted to hit this YouTube thing. He bought me a computer. He knows that I need time for myself, for my mental health. He stays yeah. with our child and doesn't yeah. give me shit about it either. He, um, you know, shout out to him. Like, honestly, anything that I ever want to do, he's like, yeah, baby, you could do it. You got this. Whatever you want, you got this. What can I help you with? I cannot tell you how many times when I was editing off of my little iPad, I had ran out of storage or like whatever. And I was like, I can't figure this out. And he's like, uh, can you go get me a beer and go get us some snacks? And by the time I come back, he figured it out. Here you go. It's safe. Here's the file. Upload it. Like, I cannot tell you how many times I've been in here editing, like recently editing. And he's like, did you eat already? No. And he's getting home from work and he'll fix me a plate uh do you need some more water uh baby what else uh do you have enough storage do you need another yeah. memory card do you this do you that like shout out to him anytime yeah. I can't hook something up he's he'll figure it out he knows I have zero fucking patience for that so oh, he's yeah. like I got you baby no worry I got it you know so, and it's a yeah. shout out to him because it is it's hard to come by supportive spouses or supportive you know um he sounds you're very blessed believe me because I have I have one of those here at my house too, yeah. you know, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes I still want to kill him. Oh you God, know, yes. He does stupid oh. shit all the time, but that's my man's. That's my man's. <laughs> I mean, people always ask me, they're like, you're in Leon's marriage is so perfect. And I'm like, uh, absolutely oh, fuck not. It, is. <laughs> Same over here. it is not, you know? Um, well, I've enjoyed talking to you so much. Um, and what I'm, what I want to do is before we wrap this up, I'll definitely have you on again because I can of talk course, to you pretty much whenever. Every, whenever, all the time, but mm -hmm. I, I've started a new thing. First, I'm going to ask you just, um, some random questions about okay. three, okay. and then I'm going to ask you the final two questions that I always ask whenever we close up the podcast. Okay. All right. This one is very interesting because I really want to hear, I really want to hear the answer to this question. If you could only choose one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your, of your life, what would it be? Okay, so this is going to sound really, really stupid, but I don't care. It's one of my favorite songs. It would be Ironic by, uh, uh, what's her name, Morset, Alanis like Morset. Yeah. I love that song. And anytime I see some dumb shit on the internet, it starts playing on my in my head. So that yeah. song. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, how would people communicate in a perfect world? Uh, okay, so I'm still working on that. We're we're working yeah. on that right now in communication because I have an autistic and ADHD diagnosed son. So we'll be learning how to communicate, but honestly, just listening, 
listening and putting yourself in the other person's shoes. I feel like that's what's been, what's been working for us lately. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you were a, ple- a pizza delivery man, how would you benefit from scissors? From scissors? Uh, yeah. So it's a random question. If you were a pizza delivery man, how would you benefit from scissors? To defend myself from the pizza thieves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And final, final I know that was a little a little graphic, but like I live in the hood, y'all. So <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> My husband, he, he delivers pizzas and um he, he goes to the hood. Um we we live, yeah. 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 Um the last one is going to be um this is kind of dark honestly but I'm gonna ask it anyway bring it um what would you do if you were the one survivor in a plane crash we'll say on a deserted like not a deserted island let's say you were the only survivor in a plane crash yeah on a deserted island what would you do it's kind of like well Okay, so it, my initial answer was probably die because I don't lift heavy shit or nothing like that. Yeah. My husband does all that for me. <laughs> but honestly, I spent a lot of my time before getting with my husband. My happy time was my alone time. So I probably figure it out and just live my best life. Right. <laughs> Learn how to do stuff. Like I feel like I've learned enough from the internet and from watching people that I can yeah. probably survive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Make so- me a little hut. Learn yeah. how to fish learn how to peel coconuts. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I actually think that sounds pretty awesome to be honest. Yeah. I mean, no internet, no nothing, just a deserted Island and a hut and, and coconuts yeah. and fishing. Chilling. And just straight chilling. chilling in a palm tree. Yep. Yeah. No bills. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sounds perfect. All right. So the final two questions that I always ask people anytime that they're on the podcast is, First thing is first, would you, would you ever join an MLM? Cause I can't no. say another. Okay. No. And what advice would you give to someone who is potentially thinking about joining an MLM? I would say ask people who have left that MLM, uh, ask people who are in the MLM and then ask people who have no idea what an MLM are, or what an yeah. MLM is, uh, Reason being, in a normal nine to five, you want to look at the rate of the how many people work there and the amount of time that they work there, how long did they last there, what was the reason they left, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to do this type of research, regardless of the job or MLM you're joining, just for your own benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining us here on the Call Cheryl Hunt podcast. Thank you for having um, me. Absolutely. We will definitely have you again. Um, you are also invited to uh, the Sunday live if you want to come. Um, awesome. To, you know, I think that you've actually given me a little bit of an insight as to maybe you could, we could do the Sunday live and it could be, you could be talking in Spanish about what we're seeing and I will talk in English and we could get it spread it out to more people, you know? Um, we will talk about that later, but I do appreciate yeah. you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye.
All right, fam. Thank you for joining us on the Call Cheryl Hunt podcast. We hope you found today's episode informative and thought-provoking. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating or review. We'll be back next week with another episode, so stay tuned. If you have a story you'd like to share on the show, please do not hesitate to reach out to me at callcherylhine at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at callcherylhine or on my personal Instagram at, at Cheryl S. Spears. We always welcome new voices and perspectives. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in next time. Until then, take care and stay safe.